The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Ready in three, two, one... Hey, that sounded pretty on point. It looks so ridiculous on this end. Like, you just start okay. seeing it, and you're just like, oh my god, look at that clap. Look at those monkeys clap after me. <laughs> Welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. If you can't tell, Jack's back in control. I have succeeded, and I have killed my predecessor by removing his spine from his body and pissing in his eye sockets. It's okay. He's still here. Welcome to the cast, our cast for the week. We have first up, Ben. Hello, everybody. I'm drinking Devil's Backbone. I did not murder him. I recommend it. I will make fun of him. Okay. I'm I'm talking about beer here. It's very important. Okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we have Sean. Hey, guys. I'm drinking a classic martini. The Twist of Lemon. (laughs) <laughs> with a twist of lemon a twist of lemon and last but not least we have actually not over the internet this week but having right next to beside me and actually taking up my space and using my microphones and breathing my breathing air. your air oh my mm-hmm. god, ooh. <laughs> it tastes sour like you're like not you're... the best part of the experience oh my god ooh. <laughs> we have trevor here for you glad to be here glad to be here yeah you can tell he's sassy he's been with me for the last five days he's yeah like, i'm like rubbing off of him my sass is coming out a little bit All right. This week, we went ahead for the Movie Game Podcast and took a look at Captain America Civil War. We'll be having a discussion all this week about uh, where we think the uh, comic book industry, the comic book movie industry is heading and taking a look at uh, what we thought of the movie. So first up, just to have the counterpoint, I think one of the most negative people here, um, Ben actually went ahead and handled the review this week. So we'll let him tell us what he thinks. Ben, you're up first. Am I going negative or am I going to... Positive, I think You're going she, however you feel. I'll, I'll go. I'll go positive because I believe Sean is our grumpy goose of the, the podcast. I don't know about Trevor. Trevor's, grumpy goose. Trevor can be grumpy sometimes. Grumpy goose. But I quite liked uh, Civil War. I was kind of in a uh, Marvel downturn last year. I skipped both Ant Man and Age of Ultron. Watched Ant Man on a plane, which I think is kind of appropriate. Um, never saw Age of Ultron, <laughs> which I will get into. It's been one of my little issues with Captain America Civil War, but I really, really like this one. I think partially I just really like either the Captain America franchise as a character or perhaps the Russo Brothers' direction, but there's just something about these films that are a lot more enjoyable to me than Marvel. Um, I still have the problem where I saw this one before everybody and it does kind of fade from my memory, but what I really love about this one is it's superheroes fighting and it's very effective. I think the best things about this movie are the big action sequences. There are really really clever uses of each character's powers of each character's personalities of each character's motivations i think every character is played off each other everyone gets pretty good uh screen time occasionally you have to you know lose someone here or there but i really really enjoyed this film really enjoyed the way it was balanced i thought it was very effective very interesting maybe a little too safe maybe a little bit too marvelly uh which we'll get into but i really loved it all right, and then that's good for the good counterpoint up. Sean, you are grumpy designated goose today. 
I, I am grumpy, and you know, I, I really enjoyed the movie while I was there, but the, the longer that I kind of thought about it, the less I really liked it. I kind of had three big issues with it. And the first point Ben kind of alluded to, but it's really hard to understand the movie without watching all the previous Marvel movies, really, especially Age of Ultron and The Winter Soldier. And I couldn't really in good faith recommend the film to someone who hadn't seen those two films beforehand. Um, you know, it, I think that has a potential turn off oh, really? a lot of viewers. And it was kind of lazy writing, to be completely honest with you, when you're using these other films as a, as a crutch when you can't really tell your own story without relying on them. Second, I didn't think that Tony's motivation made a whole lot of sense. You know, in Age of Ultron, he literally creates Ultron, which is this all-knowing, all-powerful entity. And he's always been this really individualistic and arrogant guy. And, of course, in Ultron, you know, Ultron was supposed to be only answerable to Tony. And now in this movie, he does a 180. And now he's like, oh, the Avengers need to be under the control of the UN. So it was weird for, you know, this really kind of arrogant guy to do, you know, this whole kind of 180 where it's like, oh, we need to, like, bring the Avengers under control. So I thought that was a little strange. And really my last big point, and this was the one that kind of bothered me the most, is they didn't really end up resolving the Civil War. You know, this idea about whether the, uh, you know, the Avengers should be subject to the UN oversight. I thought it was a really interesting moral question, but you kind of felt cheated walking out of the movie theater. They used it to justify a pretty cool fight scene, but they never kind of came out one way or the other on it, which I thought was kind of a bummer. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, I'm I'm probably going to end up agreeing with a lot of your existing points i mean the core one i want to get to is like you see it as a crutch that this movie builds on pre-existing movies and i see it as just a new form of cinema art form whereas yes to get the massive amount of enjoyment out of captain america civil war you have to see the preceding films like i don't i've seen all of them and i'm gonna say it elevates a movie and i think that these movies have gotten to the point where playing off existing movies is kind of their game and i think that there is a bar to entry and as this series continues the bar to entry gets higher um, but at the same time, I think it gives you a movie that still has plot and structure and there's some, there's like amazing moments in this movie. Cause like literally we built up Captain America over all the preceding Marvel universe. And then there's just this one line in there that's like insane where he says, Oh, I see a bit of green in those blue eyes where it just goes back to the point of like, you've built him up and there's just this subtextual argument about him being a soldier more so and he's a warmonger and all this other things and that he can't get over it's why he can't lift the hammer and all this stuff and there's like that's the thing is like there's so much this this great built up characterization of these characters so you're able to just put them in a room which is amazing and that's kind of why like people like comic books in the same form or fashion it's just like you're like not appreciating these movies that are acting more like comic books in the same way I don't think that's a legitimate criticism Sean I mean I think there's something trying to do new and I enjoy it and as a comic book fan as a, as a movie goer like that's somebody that's plugged into this universe I have to say the experience experience is great when you see every faucet of it i think that like wanting a movie to stand on its own like i mean that's why i would i wouldn't put these movies against towards perfect movies like yeah we want movies to be able to stand on their own and have good experiences but that's not what this is shooting for it is successful at what it shoots for and what it shoots for is to be a continuity universe smash up (laughs) and it's fucking successful at that it's a fun experience it's and i think that's the thing it's like in 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 any of the previous superhero movies like the dark knight or, or batman v superman is like the biggest defender of this but like they're not nearly as fun as the ex- experiences this movie is super fucking fun 
And it's such a great time at the cinema because it's like I'm keeping track. It's almost like I'm keeping track of my Marvel movie stubs. Like at this point, it's like this building thing. And now it's something that I like. It keeps me in there because I'm enjoying going to these movies. So I don't think it's a negative connotation to say that. I do agree with your latter thing that the movie cheats you out. I mean, just as a backstory for the viewer, like, you know, you you for the people that don't know, the Civil War timeline really follows um, in the comics closer to that that uh, legal issue with the superheroes and it builds it up really good. It has a really good question that builds up there. And this movie kind of cheats you out of it at the end, heading in a different direction, which is kind of the Marvel formula a little bit. Mm -hmm. They do that a lot. They never pull out like the total Marvel movies, never pull out the total issue presented by the characters. Like in Captain America, like in uh, even in the original Iron Man, it sets up these good political issues and then doesn't, land on him because it doesn't need to it just goes on and has like a big robot fight in the third act and that's exactly what it fucking does again here well i i, I definitely agree with you jared jack and i think part of my issue with the continuities i don't think they nail it 100 percent of the time i mean i think there are definitely things here which is like okay that's cool that people like it and it's tough you know because like i've seen winter soldier and i still didn't remember sharon carter or uh, peggy carter's granddaughter daughter um, and it's supposed to be this yeah. big triumphant moment when Captain America kisses her. It's very soap opera, which I think is what's interesting about this movie. It's definitely trafficking in a lot of soap opera moments, but in this sort of um, superhero format, which I think is really interesting. It's kind of becoming more like wrestling or something like that, which is, I think, pretty cool. I like that sort just of Just in terms of, like, you mean all the payoff? Style. or Sorry, what did you say, Trevor? Sorry, I just wanted to clarify what you mean by, like, soap opera, like, just in terms of all the payoff? Yeah, just in terms like of, like, payoff, into- like, something like, um, this is a spoiler cast, uh, Tony's parents getting killed by the Winter Soldier. That's the kind of coincidental, mm-hmm. over-the-top, melodramatic like twist, yeah. mm-hmm. twist that is very soap opera. And it works. I don't think soap opera is necessarily a bad thing. It's just, you see it a million times, it gets old. But what I like about soap operas is they go big and go home. And I think so, uh, superhero movies do that too. But, wait, Hi. let me finish real quick. You can go, go down my soap mm-hmm. opera thing later. But what I think these movies have a problem with, and what started with Iron Man 3 particularly, is Iron Man 3 said this whole thing, of, I'm done with Iron Man, let's go to this new interesting direction, and then Avengers comes along, and they're like, I'm Iron Man again, I don't know. You know, like, they never really address that, they never really have issues with that, and I, I, I agree, I, I think, think part of the problem cast- is Civil War is just going to be like, it's going to end with, hey, uh, Thanos is coming, we got to get back together, guys, right? And they're like, yeah, you're right, fuck it. Whatever. I think but it's, it's going to happen, but I don't fan. know for sure. But that's the promise of war. If it doesn't end that way, they have the ability to easily say, eh, screw it. Infinity War. Let's, head. Let's just do it. I mean, but that's not the point. And like, another like, thing. It's a comic. <laughs> <laughs> I was being an asshole. You done? Yeah, I'm done. I, I just being a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the like the point with a lot of like the fan film is exactly that. Like having a comic book universe for me is, and I think this is the thing. We're not really necessarily like in the territory of looking to have like mainstream movies anymore. We're in the territory of having a comic book movie, and I think that this is one of the most successful comic book movies at being a comic book like the dark knight isn't a comic book movie because it doesn't have that comic book feel like what? and this is this is looking at something like you have things like you know angley's hulk which you guys don't necessarily like but that is a very comic book e movie I like what it was trying and that's to the be. issue yeah. well it was trying to be but like yeah. it's more it's comic booky than the fucking dark knight yeah well see i think that's a well, slippery okay, slope though so that's is, uh, the as john travolta said or uh, no this is actually samuel it's jackson um you know the the what Christopher Nolan was doing and what they're doing in this movie, they're not even playing the same fucking sport. Like they're completely different films. And I thought that you know, The Dark Knight was much better at accomplishing what you want in a movie experience, which is a self-contained story, a great villain, 
and you know you can kind of leave having had a really good experience that's not a comic that's not a that's not a comic book movie. This is the thing is like when you go into a comic book, you're, you're trying to achieve a certain form of fun or fat and like you're going in to get a certain sort of thing. Like a comic book superhero mashup is the point of this movie and it succeeds in doing that. Like, yeah, the Dark Knight tells a standalone story, but that's the point is like Batman is a detective storyline. Like it's a detective story. It's a good detective story. It's an amazing detective story. But that's not what is as a comic book fan myself. That's not what I read comic books to do. Like I enjoy the Batman stories but they're a thing unto themselves and that's why like people are like you know com- you know comic books were flared up by you know batman and the dark knight's the best comic book and i was like no it's not it's a good story like it batman is not representative of comic books spider-man is and that's what happens is the original sam raimi spider-man is what started this whole damn thing more than anything else well i think that's kind of a slippery slope though because i mean essentially you're classifying superhero films so differently and that you could be arguing that they don't need to meet the same standards. What do you mean, like, what standards? Well, like, for instance, for a movie to stand alone. Like, I went and saw Captain America Winter Soldier without seeing the first one because I heard all the praise, all the rave, all the hype, and I thought it would stand alone, and I didn't need to see the first one first, and that turned no, out to be a huge to... mistake. But... No, yeah, that's a... I mean, I actually... I mean, you don't need to see for Winter Soldier... I mean, the thing is, for Winter Soldier, you don't need to see, like, Captain America, the first one. You need to see the Avengers, is actually more than anything. You, like, Cap's frozen in ice. Like, you don't necessarily need that fucking backstory. Yeah, but you need to see You're it for Bucky, because that's such a big reveal. And I think, yeah. I think that, like, really shows the weakness of the film, though, is, like, I understand what Marvel's trying to do, and I'm not saying that they're not successful at creating, you know, this comic book atmosphere. I'm just saying that the more movies that they have and the more they're requiring their viewers to watch every single movie in order to understand what's going on, the more viewers you're going to turn off. I get Great point, okay, Sean. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really sorry, Sean. Like, I'm sure your point was salient, but like the internet just died on it. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, we got to Mr. Roboto, Shanabot, Shanabot. Oh, uh, <laughs> users hate us. Go one more time. Let me see if I can hear you. I, I think, again, like I said, uh, part of it is with Captain America. I feel like Captain America Civil War, and I'll see if I'm wrong, but I do wonder if this is sort of the zenith of the Marvel Universe. I mean, you're always looking for peak superhero, and I don't think yeah. we're anywhere near peak um, popularity. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to no, play no, that no, game. No. Everyone's been wrong about that game. Um, yeah, yeah, we've but, been uh, super I wrong. In terms like, of I, I'm amazed and, this is still running. <laughs> right, and, and compactness, I think this is kind of the best it's going to get. I don't. I feel like Infinity yeah. War is going to start suffering from a lot of the things that a lot of the other ones have suffered from. Especially yeah. when you hear like the budget's going to be like probably like 300 million just to pay the salaries of the actors before you even like throw in any special effects you know so it's going to be i don't know i feel like this I film mean, is the one that's going to have all the emotional climax and i think the rest is yeah. going to be kind of dull in and a it's sense. i think i think that's what's sad is that this movie doesn't have the have the guts to do the payoff like right. infinity war is going to kill off avengers Infinity War is going to have the, the Captain America Tony payoff. Infinity War is going to do all those things. And that's the thing is it truncates the end of the film. The end is not perfect. I agree with that. Like that is a problem. Yeah, definitely. Johnny there. I uh, mean, at least we get a good uh, Cap versus uh, uh, Iron Man ending. No, I think that's the whole thing. This thing was just like, let's go watch, put superheroes in a room and watch them beat the shit out of each other for fucking a half hour and have an interesting conversation. And in that regards, it's a great movie. It doesn't 
stick the landing. But that's not a fucking like sin against this movie. Like it's a really, really fun fucking experience. And I would recommend anyone go see it. And this is the other thing is like, but I'm not recommending, you can't recommend somebody just go see this movie. You recommend people go see the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I was like, yeah, of course I do. Yeah. The Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole is something that's, it's like part of the zeitgeist and it's fucking awesome to watch or watch the breadth and amount of movies that you can go in and become obsessed with. Like, yeah, there's some of them that you can skip and I would kind of recommend them out. Like, I, I mean, you kind of have to see the Prime Avengers, Ben. I'm sorry. You really do need to see Age of Ultron too, just for the fact. And I know you, this yeah. is what you're getting at is like, but that's you don't part of the problem. Age it's like, Ultron, it's, it's, bad, it's homework. And, and that's a lot what, of fucking story. Yeah. Plots. That's what's tough. I just well, I didn't have time to see it when it came out and everyone who saw it was just like, mm, too, I hated it. And, no one has inspired well, me to see it. And now I watch this movie and it's like, oh, you didn't do your homework? You're not going to get all these things. I mean, it did at least try to explain some things, but it still acts and, like, well, of course you've seen Age of Ultron. Of and and again, like the more movies that they come out with, the harder it's going to be for viewers to go in and watch the next movie. They're just really putting too much work on the viewer, I think, in order to be successful in the long run. But you see, uh, you know, at this point, like... You, I'm happy with the movie that I'm getting as a comic book fan. And I think this comes back to round and round. was like, who's the audience you're attaching? Like, yeah, we're losing the mainstream movie by movie. I agree with that, Sean. But you have made me love this movie by movie more. Like, as a comic book fan, as they build a universe where they can have this fucking fight with all these characters, you have no time. And, like, I mean, I can't believe they even shoehorned Panther into Peter Parker. Well, and I'm going to, like, I don't think you guys disagree with me, but Peter Parker and Black Panther are really well put into Especially this Especially Black Panther. That's what... Yeah. Oh my God, he's so like. Even, but even Peter Parker is like, like he's not fleshed out. But like you know, you you think he's earned the right to get there, and they successfully set up his movie, which is which is kind of the thing that really surprises me. And I think that's the thing that this is going to evolve. Like we're going to have Affinity Wars, and Thor and Captain America are going to die, and Sam is probably going to Sam, um, you know, Sam Wilson, um, Sebastian the Falcon's going to take over as Captain America. <laughs> oh, we're going to get a female Thor. It's it's going to be it's going to diversify and it's going to go in a new direction and at, when those movies start you don't necessarily need to know the whole universe and I think that that's the thing is like it's building up to three and Infinity Wars in this two part movie but I think that the that the universe can reset itself and I think that that's what they're, they're they're going on that you can go and see the new Captain America without really knowing the Falcon's backstory or you can go and see the new Thor and you know whoever picks up the hammer is really that person's story begins there and then they can throw in all these other references to like the fans and that's the thing is it's going to be a building existing universe and me who's been on since Iron Man 1 it's just going to grow into this thing that like I can't measure against anything else because it is such a, such an expanded universe. I don't that's the thing. It's like this movie doesn't play by any other rules. Like there are no rules to like define how good this movie is because it is its own thing and the Marvel universe is its own thing and there's nothing else out there like it. So, I think well, so I think that's right, but I think there's also a negative too because the more characters you add the oh, harder yeah. the harder it is for you to flesh out their motivations as characters, and I thought that's really what how the big fight scene that they they led up to kind of fell apart. Is you know you had the you had oh, your twelve entirely you had your twelve Avengers, and they lined up with either Captain America or Iron Man six on six, but they didn't explain the motivations for each of those characters to choose one side or the other. They just neatly lined up on on those sides. But you know, Sean, you know it because you have to infringe, infringe from the other movies. Like, you know that Scott Lang has been a criminal and supports the system and that he would never agree with that sort of thing. You know that, like, um, that, like, 
the vision is more like methodical and wants to support humanity. So of course he agrees with Iron Man and who's also, you know, incidentally his father. You know that Black Panther has uh, like wants to get at Bucky to try to like do his damn. You know all the motivations of the individuals there. And you know that like Spider-Man's just there for the fucking ride because they established that. And that's the thing is like I think that they did very successfully put everyone in there and give them a motivation to be in that fight. And I think that's the thing is like there's no one in there that you that you you Sean could tell me is like, "Oh, what about this character?" And I could tell you his motivation based upon information I've right, gleaned from the other movies. Okay, go. Uh, Ant-Man. What about Ant-Man? Ant-Man is a thief and was a thief of the guy and is kind of against big business and all this other things. And he's kind of against being registered as somebody with superpowers. He's always wanted to stay under the radar and he's going to continue to do that and he's going to support Captain America. Mostly because he also kind of believes in Captain America and I think that's the thing. is that In the comics, it was kind of supported more in this direction of like, you know, Captain America was Captain America like people just agreed with him because he was fucking Captain America and I think that's a little bit what he's coming from here but at the same time see I think it's unrealistic for you to expect them to flesh out that many characters in one movie I think they did a really good job of keeping it to just Iron Man and no, Captain exactly. America they and only fleshed Johansson them, kind of switching sides between they the middle only fleshed sides. out the characters that were very important for the roles and then they added in everyone else who had motivation from other movies oh, that's one thing I think was really really good about the film was the yeah. burrowing down of the fight to the end. I thought the airport fight exactly. would be the finale. And I think the fact that it yeah, was right. Cap versus Bucky versus yeah. Tony Stark. And thank Which was God so much better. That fucking Winter Soldier thing was a ruse. I was so happy when that was revealed to be just a ruse. I was like, oh, they're all going to oh fight. Oh my God, yeah, that, would, that did freak me out so much. I'm so glad this movie, I'm so realized how much the, at least the first Avengers, and probably the second one too, because it looks like just piles of robots, bores me with its action because it is just robots are you gonna fight all these robots mm. you know and i think there's no consequence there is something really. more interesting when you fight superheroes you know there is something much more and I, I was i was sitting there like you're not going to give me this airport fight scene and then just have captain america go fight five winter soldiers that's not going to be a thing right you guys won't do that to me it hasn't been in any of the trailers you're not that much of dicks right, right. <laughs> you're not gonna just do that because they've done that shit in other movies like he like random x robot comes out of nowhere in iron man one like that's what everyone always sources to yep and i agree with that and i still think that the ending does kind of be because does kind of let down from that thing because it just has the I, the airport scene is there for fun purposes and i had a good time in it it's that same it's that same sh it's like the whole scene is that shot in the first avengers when you go when the camera glides around digitally from avenger to avenger and they're teaming up one at a time boom 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 and it's just like a whole movie about that and you know for that reasons i appreciate it because it, it tickles my inner comic book fan and I, I think that's the difference is like are you a comic book fan do you think these things are awesome do you want a high action octane experience with people with special powers running around blowing shit up then yeah we got that no oh, i know I, I i don't doubt it i'm just saying that you know, it, it succeeded in, in appealing to its audience, no doubt about it. But it could have had a more cohesive storyline. You know, they no, they I think they, 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 yeah. if they would have had if 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 Captain America and Iron Man would have sat down and had a reasonable conversation, there was no need for the Air Force. Okay, team. that's fair. There was <laughs> no <laughs> purpose. This bullshit. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit. And Zebo's plan makes no fucking sense. Uh, there's so many Zemo, contingencies in that plan. Is my ultimate X Men movie, which is just two hours of Xavier and Magneto playing chess, talking about stuff. <laughs> That's still my ultimate superhero movie, so that's where I'm coming from. <laughs> Richard Linkletter, get to it. You know it'll be great. Um, I would, I wanna, I'm curious what you guys think about uh, Daniel Brühl's Zemo. I really, really like Zemo, and I think it's mostly yeah. because... Yeah, I do. Uh, a, I like Daniel Brühl a lot, and B, because I really like the idea of... And it did something that it hinted at in Batman or Superman, but never came to pass, even whether you think of Superman, is 
regular people really challenging the system, which is what I like. I liked seeing someone who said, look, you fucking blew up my town. <laughs> I'm pissed about that. I yeah. really enjoyed a person who was just smart enough to get in the right things to piss off the right people. He, you know, didn't have superpowers. He never, I mean, he's kind of just complicated and he does expect you to do these things, but that's comic book logic, you know. Yeah, I accept that. It's, it's fine. But yeah. uh, I love that the guy was just a normal guy who had clear concise goals he wasn't just angry man who got you know you turned me down from science thing you know he was unique and i liked him for that well i think that's 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 the amazing thing about this this character and it's something that we needed is like you know they fucking fucked up in avengers 2 and i think that's the issue is like i do think this whole movie is about the fall from grace and the realities and that's the problem is there is a, there's so many plot problems in avengers 2 that they couldn't cover but they really just do destroy a country and by letting ultron loose like tony really is responsible for the murders and that's the thing is having seen like ultron 2 like oh my god avengers 2 um, like I, at the end of it, I was like, "Damn, Tony, you fucked up, son!" Like, fuck! Like a lot of people died. <laughs> like that is all your fault. And that's I think this thing is like for me, like it's very believable that he's like, "We got to sign this over to the United Nations," because like, and he's and you're like, "Oh, but everyone needs to sign over." But it's like him; he's funding the group. He's the one that's making all this happen. It's like to me, like Tony's position makes a lot of sense and it made a lot of sense in the comics like because the comics even motivates it further by having like because it uses the existing the existing universe and the expanded universe to say like oh there's a there's a fucking like a like a reality tv show with superheroes and they act stupidly and they end up blowing up a school of like school children and, and i'm the whole time i'm like yeah tony stark yeah you do it this is what we should do we should regulate these motherfuckers because like you're not here to regulate captain america you're here to regulate those assholes that just you know have guns like because there's just some superheroes that just run around with guns like the Punisher and shit like of course we need to regulate that I really did like his motivations um in this one I just think um they felt like kind of fell apart by the third act when they oh, like I don't think even I mean we, we talked about this, um I, I can I I, I promise I'll, I'll talk too much man, so I'm, I'm promise I'm, I gotta steal this just for two seconds and the point is I gotta I gotta at least make this point about the comic Tony Stark or the end of the comic is bad because Civil War is one of my favorite of all time comic arcs. But the issue with the comic is that eventually, like, it just becomes an assassination of like Tony Stark's character. Because even though I agree with him politically entirely in the course of the comic books, he just starts acting like Hitler for like no fucking reason. Like he like builds a super prison in an alternate dimension. He like clones Thor and makes a robot, and the robot goes crazy and kills somebody. And then he reactivates the robot when things look grim. Like he he does all this super villain level shit and like and that's the thing and they they want uh tony to go out of control and to mirror the comic books and they try to do it in a more reasonable way so i agree with their adaptation i just don't understand why they stuck so close to the comics and didn't like finish out the argument between cap and tony which i think is really yeah that's the thing for. with that's the whole like going back to the soap opera bit ben was talking about with um the fact that we find out the winter soldier is the one who killed stark's parents and the whole third act hinges upon the line, I don't care, he killed my mom. And like that is very understandable, but at the same time, so totally irrational yeah. that it kind of throws out all the themes that they've built up and the yeah. reason for the Civil War and the cause of it just out the window for that one point. And it would have yeah. made so much more sense if they had actually just had the guts to kill. And we talked about the, 
possibility that they're like going to bring him back to be the next Iron Man. But if they had just killed Rhodey, well, not, of, well, I don't think Rhodey will be the next Iron Man. But like, no. I do think that was necessary. I do think they copped out of killing uh, War Machine, and they should have War Machine. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. I, I, as much as I do like that moment, it does kind of. You're right. I never really thought about that, but it does make it. It downplays it turns, the Civil It downgrades War, yeah. it to you're right. Like you killed my mom. I'm mad at you. Yeah, when, think, when he I has a reason, I think he deserves better than that. Like I, I think, think Tony, he needed that moment. Go ahead, Sean. Oh no, no, I was just gonna say that like Iron Man has a completely reasonable point of view, and you know, I actually, you know, part of me yeah. kind of agrees with it. So I was, I was sad that they. No, just kind yeah, of, I, right. I was sad that they just kind of like threw it, it out. Right. And that's I think the thing that's, that annoys uh, me about the Civil War comic books is that like. I totally agree with Iron Man, but I can tell that the writer of that comic book did not agree with Iron Man <laughs> and just like wrote in all this stupid shit to try to make us like Captain America. And I'm like, no, you're you're just a vigilante, you fuck. Like you're wrong. <laughs> right. That's the thing is it I, didn't I matter do like how much character you don't know what side you're on. I think both sides are kind of smart in both ways. You know, I do think. No, it yeah, is yeah, they, they both have a point. Like that's the that's the thing that matters is no one no one's a stock character in this conversation, and that's the thing is like they leave it undone. And I was like, I need a final point about who was right and who was wrong. And I need a final point in there other than like, you killed my mom. <laughs> or at least no, like I think Trevor brings a discussion of the question. Mom yeah. so murder, you bomb murder, you. <laughs> kind of going back to uh, to Ben's point about Zemo, I, I, I agree that I really enjoyed him as a character. But I think the problem with him and why it's not going to get kind of copied in the future is that he's not going to be a very memorable villain. You know, he's one of those villains no. that you kind of, like, leave the theater and you're going to forget about. Like, you know, in the next month, I'm not going to remember that he was the villain of a movie. God. <laughs> that, he, like, that, that's Marvel's always problem. At least Black I like Panther. this one. I remember him character, you know. I think maybe it's just, it might just be the dearth of Marvel villains have been so, so dull lately. I don't know, like, why is it that, like, like we remember, we'd never remember, like, the strong, because there have been villains here who have been super strong, but the ones we remember, like, I mean, the primary one is Loki, Yeah. and I think Zemo's in the same vein, like, he's not fun like Loki is, but he's, like, in a different sort of, like, you know, you agree with him, right. <laughs> like, you're like, you know, Tony Stark's a shit, well, <laughs> Tony <they> Stark <laughs> caused the death of my family, fuck you, like, that's a, that's a reasonable... Yeah, when you get to Ant-Man, they're literally just doing the Iron Man thing of, like, I'm, here's another guy who was a scientist who the guy didn't believe in him, and now he's mad with daddy issues. It's just like, oh, God, we've done this three times in Iron Man movies now. Why do we got to do it again here? You know, it's like, it, it, like they got to keep going back in time for Iron Man to find new people he screwed over. It's like, oh, <laughs> what's guy <laughs> Pierce saw him in the hallway? He was mad at him. That's why it was to kill him now. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, or like Iron Man 2 and it's like did I even insult you he's like you insulted your dad insulted my dad back in whatever I don't fucking know <laughs> I'm here to fight because somebody paid me to <laughs> I have cool whips no never mind Sam Rockwell's the villain he's not gonna do anything <laughs> god that movie was so bad so I don't think we've talked about my favorite part of the movie which was Spider-Man holy crap oh fuck he yeah was so good was really okay fun. can we just say Let's rate him. Let's rate. I want to. I'm actually super curious. Like, obviously, you know, y'all are not unreasonable. Like my fucking fuck of a girlfriend. Who's so I probably shouldn't. Hopefully, she doesn't have a fuck dad. You might want to say ex girlfriend after that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't worry. She doesn't actually listen to this shit. She's. Katie, she likes. Bitch. <laughs> she likes. 
Andrew Garfield the most. Trevor like listened to us literally. We walked out of the theater and she was like, "Why are they making another Spider-Man movie?" And this guy just like lost it. (laughs) (laughs) Did we not just see Spider-Man do a good job in this movie? Did we not just all see that? Uh, Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. What's wrong with you? (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't take it well. And she was like, "Andrew Garfield." Best Spider-Man really was Andrew Garfield. I was like, "What?" She's like, you just like Andrew Garfield. And she's like, yeah, I do. I'm kind of the same way. I'm kind of the same. I'm on her page. I didn't love the idea of making Spider-Man young. There was a good cracked article like, why do we always have that Spider-Man high school? He hasn't been in high school for 30 years in the comics, you know, or longer. But I really liked him. Tom Holland is I liked really, it. You really know, we good. never had it as a film. Like, He's And charming. I think that they're actually going to keep him young for a while, which is good. And it's good to have this Spider-Man. And it's good because I think they're in the long haul for this. Like, you know, they're going to evolve the Marvel Universe. And we're going to lose this, like, this kind of pantheon of characters here. But I think we're going to keep this Spider-Man for a while. I do. Yeah, and I was shocked yeah. he was actually interesting to fight because I always joke, like, oh, thank God Spider-Man's not in Marvel because could you imagine how terrible he'd look with the Avengers fighting a bunch of aliens? And I'm like, well, he actually hold his own. Like, they actually found really, really clever good. ways to have him hold his own, but he doesn't, like, impervious yeah. or, or magical. Like, just because he's the highest-grossing superhero in history, like, or one of them, you know, they didn't give him more to do than they should have. Like, they were smart. They could have easily, you know... Put Spider-Man oh in every God. single goddamn They're frame, smart. but they didn't. Oh, yeah, I loved needed, it. Go home, kid. All I needed was that tease, and, like, I'm going to be there opening night for Spider-Man. You know the Russo Spider-Man. brothers like, please, Sony, let us put him in one, just one shot. I swear to God, it'll make us earn, like, 50 million more. I swear, just one, please. Well, Marvel <laughs> does have the rights now, well, right? And what, they do not have the rights. Uh, they have creative control. Oh, my God. It's, it's really complicated. Sean, you want to help me here? I can help. Sean knows <laughs> Oh, I'm not a trademark stuff. lawyer. <laughs> okay, I know this. I'm nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I talk about Bond films, so I know about copyright shit. Um, basically, Sony and Marvel are sharing the rights. Sony gets to make all the money, and Marvel gets to make the creative control, but Sony makes their right. own individual stuff, but Spider-Man gets to be in the Avengers. So basically, they get a share. So they get, they get the share of the movies, but that means that like they get to put Spider-Man in whatever the fuck else movie they want. Man, I, I'm not going to lie. If I was the Spider-Man and I was getting cast for a role that's like contentious between two studios and you don't know where it's going to be in the future, and like he's like his like person and property is like owned by two different studios arguing over him now and like when and what movies they can put him in and how much they have to pay him. Or Tom like, Holland is really in multi-million he, divorce court. <laughs> yeah. I, really, like, I really hope he has a really fucking good lawyer is like all I'm gonna say like he's like that is a disaster waiting to happen right, <laughs> it's, like, right. it's like we don't like that you put Spider-Man yeah. in this movie yeah when, when Spider-Man <laughs> Homecoming makes a billion dollars yeah Sony might like it uh like it a little lawyery it's <laughs> <laughs> like there's like oh because <laughs> like there's like oh thanks for setting up the universe now we're gonna take it back right <laughs> and because this contract we, we get Robert Downey Jr. in it too uh. <laughs> yeah I mean it is I, I'd be super I think that contract could actually be super fascinating because um, however it was set up and I'm sure it's actually probably I mean I'm sure both legal teams are probably pretty good so they're probably it's probably down to the minutia but like you guys are nerding out way harder than I would about this. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Shell was doing this movie like, you asshole, Sean. Yeah, no, I'm ready to get back to the actual movie. Yeah. All right. It's good Let's that get we back to Smashy movie. Smash stuff. <laughs> I, I really, really like Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, and I'm really excited to oh have him God, in yeah. the role. I think he was so good. He had probably one of the best suits of any of the... Uh, and, and Marvel's had great costumes. I think it's something we haven't really talked about recently, but I think Marvel's costume game Again. has really been on point. 
And his costume is Katie really was like, good. I can't believe how effeminate Black Panther looks. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? He's like all CG. He runs like a he runs like a panther. He looks like a panther. He's live. Do you see this man? He's live. He's live. He's live. Okay, I'm done. So he, I don't know. I thought he was well acted for sure. I thought they kind of introduced him in a way that was a tad awkward with having his dad just like kind of show up and be like, "I'm like the leader of some like unknown country, and yet I'm somehow have enough power to like regulate the Avengers because I want to." I was I so <laughs> torn because I love the actor. I don't know. He was just, he was very fatherly to me, and I really enjoyed watching him on screen. But I also was like, you're going to die so bad. Like, it was like, <laughs> like a million cross marks I all loved, over him. I loved his dad's just like glare face. Like, he would smile, and then he would go, <laughs> <laughs> just like after everything. And I was like, are you doing a bit? Like, what's, what's happening? <laughs> Like, like, why did you just like? Why did your face just like drop all emotions in one go? And your face kind of went open. And he's like, Hurr. well, I, I appreciate the commitment to it though, because like the only reason that that first whole scene happened, where they like went to go steal like the biohazardous chemical, the chemical fucking weapon in Nigeria, was just to introduce Black Panther's dad and introduce Black Panther. So they like they committed to it. But no, that's why I did. liked it. I, I liked it a little bit more than Spider-Man. Even if it was like you're right, a little silly to be like, ah, Wakanda's mad, so Chadwick Boseman's there. He also has to be a superhero. Like it, it worked a little bit better <laughs> than me just li- literally just Tony Stark being it's like, important. hey, Spider-Man, come into the movie. I liked both. They were good because they were charming, but they definitely were a little bit awkward. But I think they handled this best they could. It was important for the setup of Captain America too to like have like Wakanda for future stuff. They're gonna need to go places. You need to create like different things. They're going to need to do a Black Panther movie. It's going to build up kind of the world, but there's kind of this isolated place you can go to and escape. It makes sense for, uh, I mean, it's, it's them filling out their universe. Like up till now, the Avengers universe has been very like, oh, it's the real United States. But now like we have these other places. We have Sokovia and we have Wakanda and actual places that were kind of like pseudo states from um, the actual Marvel Universe, which are kind of important so that they can have, like, things or they can, like, put things in them without actually having, like, the terrible fucking, like, you know, connotations of, like, having a war in the Middle East like Iron Man had to. Though I liked, I always loved Iron Man's commitment to actually doing that, you know? Oh, it was super cool. It, it was kind of shocking, but it was kind of cool. I was totally Well, Iron Man always that. got away with it by saying the real villains are white people who own all the weapons. That was always the great subtle thing about that was Iron That Man. was the way they got away with that. Yeah. That's the way he got going to, like, a poorer country and punching people through, like, sand walls. Like, right, exactly. Yeah. The real villains is the, the weapons guys, right? Yeah. Because no, I, I remember seeing that movie and goes, like, he's not going to just, like, go attack terrorists in, like, Iraq. And then he does. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, this is not okay. Like, yes, fighter jets would come out of nowhere and attack you because you just fucked up. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then as the end, it's like, oh, it was the white villains. Good. Thank God. Oh, Jesus, that guy got racist. Hopefully the Black Panther movie. <laughs> explains how Wakanda somehow has unilateral control of the UN and what the UN does. <laughs> I was confused on that point. That's where well. Sean's coming from. It's like, what tiny country has UN powers? <laughs> well, I love how Wakanda also has like freezing technology, like super technology, and they can freeze the Winter Soldier and all this shit. 
and they can build giant monuments made out of like vibranium. Also vibranium. Oh my God. <laughs> In Spider-Man's line when he's just like, that shield obeys no laws of physics. I was just like, yes. <laughs> yes, you go. Mouthpiece for the viewer. I'm glad I was, you're in these I was nitpicking they- about that with Jack like that day. And then <laughs> like Sean, like it was like I was in the theater and he like punched me like five times. He's like, oh my God, I told you it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, yes, we all know Trevor. <laughs> I think that's something that's very interesting about uh, the Marvel Universe is it has embraced its its more ridiculous aspects and that's something they've always yeah. been able to get away with. Like it, is, it reminds me a lot of something like Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls got to be make fun of itself or something like uh, uh, the last second to last episode of the last Airbender TV show in October movie. Uh, I just the watched entire that. Yeah, last the episode is players. just people shitting on yeah. those series. And so I like yeah. that the, the film, because they accepted the silly, the fact they accept that, okay, you're accepting these silly things, the humor can come out a lot easier because they know. Yeah. Come on, guys. It's, they it's, know. We're having fun here, ultimately. And I, I think that's the thing is like, there is like a like I think like the skill in this movie is the fact that they're keeping the universe together and that they're able to wield it into such a manner that just to make themselves funny. I think this is eventually going to go to shit because creative control will bounce between people and people because they have such. I think that's the thing is like we're underestimating the power and creative capability to make this universe work because we have so many examples of this universe of this this type of model not working and the disasters that it is and the terrible movies that come out of it i think i think that's the thing is like they're near pitch perfect as like comedy movies it's like this is i've said this before marvel has a comedy formula in its movies and it sticks to it and it works and it has these quipping superheroes and i think that's the thing is like it 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 gives us fun superheroes and you know maybe that's not your thing i like i'm going to stick by that thing i think if you like the dark knight over these movies like it's because you like that kind of movie and i'll agree it's seriousness and it it hits mm. its serious notes more so but i think like these movies are more fun i, I think they're terms, more like, like no these kind of movie this kind of movie like it's like a it's like a serious melodrama <laughs> i mean i don't know i i thought civil war is actually a pretty dark film especially when they tied it oh yeah it's dark Whoa. but like but like no no no. you're still having more fun in this movie than you are in the dark knight there's no there, you never laughed in the dark knight as much as you did oh in this movie. i laughed at the dark knight yeah no i mean no, this was clearly funny no. right they had spider-man who was super funny like you laugh every time he's on screen but by oh the by God. the same token like it also was super dark in terms of yeah, the whole conflict no, at the end and how how Tony's parents got killed. I thought that was a really dark I way think, to kind of do a third. I act. think that's the thing is like the difference is like one is trying to very be very intense and like have like a very interesting story and it and it succeeds in having really 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 well written and well delivered characters. But, like, the plot of Dark Knight doesn't actually make sense. Like, it's overbloated, and there are problems with it. I'm sorry, guys. Well, I don't know why you're making that comparison, because we are pretty much mutually agreed that the plot in this movie didn't make that No, I'm saying that, but you're, like, holding it up as, like, I I don't understand why this movie gets, like, the Dark Knight gets holed up as, like, the gold standard of superhero movies. I think it gets holed up as the gold standard because it actually makes a point. Like, it takes on those political themes, and it actually makes a point. Do you think it makes a point successfully at the end? I think the Joker was always the fucking point, guys. Like, Batman's point at the end 
end when he like rewards him is like the best point in the movie is like is like he looks at the point is like the fact that Batman can pull back on the elements of control and give that like it makes a point but it doesn't and it makes a point well but that's a whole point it's a movie in the service of that point and which is what Civil War should have been it had a cool idea yeah, but no, I think it failed to do that. With no it. I do I agree with you but I don't think that makes the movie worse I think it delivers on the reason I saw it like it was the journey not the destination whereas Batman very much is the destination well, it's two yeah, very different that's... things. I think this is very much it, no, in exactly. That style. But I, I think in terms of actual, I mean, that's the problem when you compare any two movies together. I mean, you know, why should we compare Godfather versus Airplane? It's two fucking different oh, movies. Fuck you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's I mean, the problem with think... linking anything. And superheroes have definitely become to a point that there are so many different styles and films that try something. I mean, that it so is tough I... to say which is better than Dark Knight or Civil War because they're both doing different things. I think Dark Knight's a better film in terms of filmmaking. But, you know, I'm definitely going to rather watch Civil War on a day. You know, I'd rather watch it. So whatever the hell does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'd rather No, I think that's – I think I think Sean actually – I mean, Bob, Ben, sorry. I think Ben actually brings up a super good point here. Is like we're comparing Airplane to – to fucking Godfather. whatever you said, yeah, Godfather. Yeah, there's yeah. there's not like a move. There's a, I think that's the point is like I don't want to hold up Dark Knight as the as like the symbol of like superhero movies because I don't want superhero movies to be that. I want them to be, I want them to fall. I want them to fall into this plot line of the Avengers. Like it, it doesn't necessarily means it has to have a connected universe, but it, I want it to be fun. And I think that's what I care about more than it having an overall point. Like I want my silly superhero movies, and and I think that's what I care about and want more of, because they're fun. And, and there's very little things that I go to the movies nowadays and have fun, because like the comedy has kind of disappeared for me, man. And I think that's what this has kind of yeah. taken the filled the role for. And mm-hmm. you know, no, I, in terms of like distraction, I think that's really good for me. Because yeah. if I want to see something really smart, I'm gonna go see a fucking indie movie. Well, no, I, I understand that completely. My my thing would be with like all the superhero hate that's happening right now would be more like it's troubling that that is becoming the highest grossing, most popular thing is that trend of just the fun without the point. That is, uh, I, I, I don't see that being the problem. I think, Trevor, we're still stuck in a post-Dark Knight world where people aren't doing as well. I think I don't want Dark Knight stuff to go away, but I think the problem is you're right. There, yeah. I'd rather have a Deadpool, which is, I think, a movie that's trying to be fun that I don't think completely succeeds versus a mm-hmm. Batman Superman which tries to be a Dark Knight and doesn't completely succeed. I find Batman that... doesn't here's, succeed here's at all, thing. but it was so good. Here's the kind thing. of, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I saw it fun watching it, but it was terrible. Sean, you're up. <laughs> I, I think that movies like Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool is what you, like, what you were looking for in like a fun superhero movie, and I thought they succeeded far more than Civil War did in terms of being a fun movie. They weren't dark. You know, you just mm-hmm. you went and they were really funny. They, you know, it was very well written and I had a really good time. I think, but Civil I War think, was trying okay. to like it was trying to walk the line between doing something along the lines of Guardians of the Galaxy and doing something along the lines of the Dark Knight. And it didn't really no, it didn't it wasn't, Sean. You need either. a different movie than yeah, the Dark Knight. You gotta well, you gotta find a different movie than the Dark Knight. Well, that's no, the no, problem. No. I'm just here. saying that it was it was trying to have this deep philosophical discussion about, oh, should we regulate superheroes? And by like trying to make a point like that. That you obviously well, okay, maybe I, the Dark Knight's not the best example, but it was trying to make a point and it failed, and it was trying to be light and funny, and it also failed in doing that. Like it just didn't succeed. Okay, I'm gonna and, stop you right there. One more I mean, thing. Batman v Superman. One more thing. thing, and like here is like the point was made really well. Like the initial presentation of the issue is made really well. It just doesn't yeah. succeed in ending it. Is is I, I want to make that distinction because you're like, oh, it doesn't. This. I think it presents its issue in the universe better. 
than the Dark Knight presents is existing issue. It's existing issue is more subtextual, but the issue is it just doesn't complete the thing. And I think that's an important distinction for me. Like, yeah, it doesn't stick the landing, but that doesn't mean like everything up to that point was an amazing presentation of the issues and it didn't make, it made it very believable. These guys wouldn't be able to come to like, they're at an impasse. They can't figure out how to progress without punching each other. I would give you that point. Totally. The question for me is, is that progress? Like if this is the zenith of like Ben was saying, what we can expect for a while in terms of trying to take on even something that serious. Oh, I think the Marvel universe is downhill from here, guys. Yeah. Yeah, See, that's what I'm getting. (laughs) I I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. (laughs) Like, like for like, me, this was the pinnacle. Like what? I do think, like see, that is troubling to me. Well, that this is I, I don't the see best Infinity. Do. I don't see Infinity Wars being better than this. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like maybe it'll be better because they fucking at least end some things. Do you know what I mean? And maybe Doctor Strange might be a tree on its own. Like, again, on its own. I don't think any of the sort of team up movies are going to be as good as this. Yeah, maybe it'll stand on its own as a movie. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I'll say this: my perfect score movies do stand on their own because, like, I like tight scripts. Like, I like Back to the Future because it has a tight script. I like well, Blade Runner has a very untight script, but that's beside the point. But Casablanca has a very, very tight script. <laughs> but Blade and, Runner and, is its own thing even though Blade Runner 2 exists it doesn't have to Blade Runner, well, the, uh, the yeah, Blade Runner 2 is not a thing Blade Runner 2 is not a thing Blade Runner 2 is not a thing Blade yeah, Runner I didn't 2 hear is that. not a thing hey listen Roger Deacon shooting it Dennis Villeneuve filming it it could be okay I, I don't want it either, but those are good. It just, those are good people. Like, like, let's be honest. Like, Blade Runner is a nine point five. Blade Runner, the theatrical release is a two. Like, I hate to really? tell you this, but like, the millimeters in this different. Like, have you seen the Blade Runner it's theatrical terrible. release, Sean? Really oh, I love the theatrical release. Actually, you like the theatrical it's release unbelievably bad. Oh God, Sean, Sean you should have so said that. Every point you're going to make from this point onward is valid. You're just wrong. No, no, no. You're just forever wrong now. Here, let me let me make it. Let me give it. Give me thirty seconds. So. Here's why I think the Blade Runner theatrical release is good. So oh, no, this better be good. The final cut ruins Blade Runner in the sense that it makes it clear oh that God. Deckard is, is um, you know, it, it, it takes away the ambiguity of the theatrical release. Like, you, you leave the theatrical release, and you're questioning whether or not he's an android. Oh, are you when he says... I thought she would live for four years, but she lived forever. I'm Harrison Ford, and I don't want to be here right now. I don't know. I think the final <laughs> cut would be better if they got rid of the fucking unicorn scene, because the unicorn scene ruins it. It's so Talk about the fucking... Like, you're the not happy ending <laughs> ruins the movie way worse. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, I agree. That, that. That, they're, like, driving, and it's just stock footage from a Stanley, like, a Stanley from, fucking Kubrick film. Shining yeah. Out. Yeah. No, I don't agree. I, I mean, I, I agree with that. That's fine. But I don't know. I, just, I, I like the ambiguity of the movie. <laughs> the, the, the what actual... the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Sean, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, we're going to lose all, like, just... All nerd that. cred is gone, Sean. We, we worked it's hard. Gone. It's just gone. <laughs> like, for the whole... I'm just, like, associated with you now. <laughs> they didn't hear your point, Sean. They just turned it off. <laughs> Someone likes the theatrical release. How is that possible? John, you want to kill all of our users and talk about how the Ghostbusters trailer is your favorite trailer of the year? Like, you want to piss up every... Oh, my God. The, the decision to add four women is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, oh, yeah. it's not a bad movie just because the ending kind of sucks. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying the oh, final yeah. cut ruins the it's... ambiguity of the original Blade Runner. All right, it accept... It's so ambiguous as fuck because they take out the voiceovers, so the whole fucking movie's ambiguous. <laughs> Plus the book. I mean, they ruin. Uh, that's what the whole book's about too. Like it just—it's a departure from the book. I don't know. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, because Android's Dream of Electric Sheep is a good book, it is right, Sean? It's a good one. It is a no, good one. it's not. <laughs> like, I've accepted that Philip K. Dick is never going to be adapted right because here's the thing Philip K. Dick, every story, it's like great for Hollywood. They're like, oh, what if in the future Nazis took over and they run the world? Like, yes, let's do it. Oh, and the entire book is just depressing and he gives up at the end and nobody wins. <laughs> but can you have, like, resistance <laughs> fighters or something? Like,. That'd be better. He's great for setting up stuff. They'll never adapt it properly we, outside guys, of... We, uh, we, we went off the rails. Let's bring it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you took it off the rails, Sean. This is your yeah. fault. You are unreasonable, sir. You are unreasonable and you are wrong as you are beautiful. <laughs> we'll have a court case about this later. Let's <laughs> wrap no, it up. No, no, no. There, there will be fallout for this. Like, this isn't even a fuck you, Sean moment this is a fuck we're all fucked we're gonna, we're gonna get Helen Hunt from Batman vs Superman <laughs> we'll, Sean we'll do another would you say that Blade Runner was better <laughs> would you really say to me Sean go piss on my leg and tell me it's raining <laughs> oh my god uh, alright alright so we are at uh, 50 minutes let's go ahead and close out the cast guys I think like 20 of those all is right. still Civil War <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as you guys know, the bet for this week was, we're just going to go over it one more time. The bet for this week was what you guys, what would people give uh, me in terms of a rating for this movie? So before I rate the movie, y'all need to tell me what your guys' scores for the bet were so we can know who's going to close out the show. So first up, Ben, what was your, what did you think I was going to give it? Uh, Six? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't say on Zootopia and I didn't give a number, but I said that I thought you would like it less because I thought you were going to... Uh... Still be salty about Batman or Superman. <laughs> like, you're also a little reactionary sometimes to the scores, so I thought you'd be around a six. And I didn't say the number, but I'm going to stick with that. I'm not going to pretend like... I Because now I know your actual opinion. I'm not going to backtrack. There is video proof of me saying these things. So six. Sean. I thought you were going to give it an eight. All right. And Trevor. I thought you were going to give it a nine. Okay. All right, so let's go ahead and give each other the individual score for Marvel Cinematic Universe Captain America Civil War. Ben, what do you give? Colon, Dawn of Justice, colon, Rise of the Machines. Um, I give <laughs> everything we just said a, a seven. I really, really like it a lot. I think it does suffer from some of the Marvel elements. I think I agree that the ending is a bit frustrating, and I agree that... I just want maybe a little bit more of a compact film, but I kind of understand it's going for something else entirely, but maybe it's not necessarily for me all the time. But what it does do very well is great action, great uh, characters, great humor, and it's just a lot of fun. So that's it. Yep. And Sean? I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Um, I I agree a lot with what Ben had to say. (laughs) Well, I can't give it anything. I gave fucking Jungle Book a seven and a half, so I've got to give this one a seven and a half, too. It's a rating system, (laughs) man. It bites you. It bites you in the ass. (laughs) But I think that's fair. Both movies were good, but they didn't really follow through for me, you know. I thought there were some serious flaws with both of them. Uh, My issue with this one is that, again, they have this really, really interesting issue that I would have loved for them to explore and I just kind of walked out of the theater feeling cheated. And I, the, the, the longer I, I was out, the more I kind of kind of felt unsatisfied by the way they resolved it. And again, the fact that it wasn't really a compact story was upsetting. 
And I think that's going to start biting Marvel in the butt later when they start making a lot of these movies. They have all these storylines and they expect their audience to come in having watched all of them. Um, you know, it just makes it really difficult on the viewer. And I think that has a potential to turn a lot of people off. So, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to go with the seven and a half. Okay, I can't roll my eyes any harder, but Trevor, you're up next. I am going to give it an eight because I have to deal with Jack for the next 48 hours. And I don't want him to hate me. <laughs> That's actually a super smart decision on your part. <laughs> no, I really just have to admit how much I enjoyed it, honestly. Like, I really was laughing a good amount of the time. It was a lot of fun. Um, it did scratch an itch for me that I'd wanted a long time for a superhero movie to actually tackle an issue like it did. And I do want to give it credit for that. I'm a little hesitant to give it too much credit for it because it did cop out at the end. And it is troubling to me that this is maybe what progress looks like. Um, but... I really did enjoy it, so I really did have a good time, and I'm surprised that like the um, the final act didn't, because you know I've seen lots of Marvel movies do that, and the final act in this one, the cop out, didn't bother as much as it usually does. So I'll give it an eight. I'm glad we all agree it's a cop out. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we all agreed in the same way about it. I think that like, I think that like, this is hard. <laughs> so I think for me, I think the thing, a lot of the issues is like it comes back around to the thing like this was never going to be a perfect film for me because like I really love this comic and I admit in the same way that the original comic was not perfect like it, it assassinates Iron Man's character in such a way that's just fucking stupid and they do a good job of not assassinating him entirely here but I really I really I really wanted them to deal with the core issue and they don't stick the landing on that. And it's been a through issue through the whole Marvel cinematic universe is how you deal with superheroes. And I think that like they devolved the most amount of time to it here. But I think the thing that they did is like, I'm not rating really Captain America civil war here. I'm rating the Marvel universe because I'm rating this amazing entry into what is that. So you're going to rate, I think like this number is starting to get to the point where if like for me personally, I've seen all the movies and all the through lines pushing through. And I think as somebody who like takes in all these experiences and all the TV shows and all the things and gets all the references and is a comic book nerd to date, like I think that it just builds up the experience to be better than that. And I understand that somebody else's experience is going to be very subjective and thus like somebody else is like that. So I appreciate that somebody else is going to come to this and be like, what the fuck is going on? But as somebody that understands these characters and their motivations and understands the backstory, it fills in a lot of like the plot holes for me. And to that extent, like it answers that question. I mean, it does, it still doesn't answer the main question. So it's not a perfect movie, but I do think it, it, it gave me a really fun experience in the movie theater, which is at the end of the day, all I ask of a movie. And uh, for that reason, I give it a date. Oh, which really unfortunately means Sean won. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I really didn't want to give it to Sean. I was like trying to get an 8.5 and maybe I could get Trevor to win in a bet or something. Or, you should have done that. Fuck you. <laughs> I was just like, I didn't want to give it an 8.5. Well, Trevor, you're not even going to have a last word. So, Hey, I was just coming up with something. <laughs> I actually, actually, I'm not gonna lie, Sean's I probably didn't put point five in there because I'm tired of Sean. I'm tired of Trevor's last words. I just want to see what. Hey, I actually is. had something prepared this time. Did you? Oh well, fucking, you should have fucked up the last two times. Oh, <laughs> I get no respect. You get absolutely no respect. The math comes out to seven point five. The Movie Gang Podcast gives. Captain America Civil War, a 7.5. Damn, that was a lot lower than I thought. Oh, that's what I gave it. Look at that. That's pretty good. (laughs) Fuck you, Sean. That's what we gave Midnight Special. That's pretty good. (laughs) You're amazing. Man, I'm just killing it today. This is great. 
<laughs> you get the last word, so don't worry about it. Uh, All right, I actually didn't come up with a bet for next week. So what was the movie for next week? It's The Lobster? Yeah. All right, so I think for next week our bets are going to be what does Ben score the lobster? So Ben will be out of the bets for next week. Okay. All right. Okay. So I never went anywhere. First so. up. <laughs> no, can we have enough. a little information about the lobster first? I know nothing about it. Okay, ben, I'll quickly give you a uh, synopsis of the lobster. As you know, I like weird movies, so obviously put yep. that in there. Uh, the lobster is the story of Colin Farrell. He lives in a post-apocalyptic something world. A world, much like ours, but the main difference is that if you do not find a permanent mate by the time you're 35, you are turned into an animal. You are given the option to go to a uh, sort of love center where you have 45 days to find a mate or be turned into an animal. This is a real movie. We're all going to watch. And uh, that's the plot. <laughs> so Okay. Okay. Oh my God. Wait. Uh, so who's the director? It's I'm great. I, I, I love that director. He's a weirdo. <laughs> Your right. Lanthimos. He's really good. All right. I'll go, I'll go first. Uh, I think Ben is going to give the lobster an eight. All right. All Bold. Bold possible. move. Possible. Possible. I think, um, well, if it, if it turns out to be bad, we're, A, we're going to blame Ben, and we're going to blame Bobby for getting tired of doing actual movies that people yep, watch. We are. But uh, we are. I, think, um, I think Ben's going to give it a, a seven. Yeah. Okay. Trevor. I'll take the cynical vote with a six. six. Sounds good to me. Okay. All right. Well, that's. I'm going to lock those in. They're locked in. Wow, guys, I'm here and I can confirm that he actually has a safe like under the desk. <laughs> I unlock it with my penis. <laughs> that's what all those noises were. Um, all right, so to close out the cast, oh my fucking god, <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Sean, you get to close <laughs> out the cast. You have if he talks seconds. about Blade Runner, I'm leaving. I, I am leaving, I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it long enough to, it's no, we're not gonna talk about Blade Runner. So, I'm gonna talk right. about what happened on Game of Thrones last time. So, if you didn't watch <laughs> the last episode, this is a good time for you to, to leave this podcast. So, we're good. As we all know, Jon Snow came back to life, <laughs> and I was, I, this was a great moment for me because I had been, I finished reading the last book of Game of Thrones a good five years ago, so I had been waiting for that plot hole to like resolve itself, and I'm happy that they did it. I mean, I would have been on the edge of my seat for a really long time, but that wasn't the thing that really surprised me about the episode. Are you okay, Jack? For fuck's sake. I'm trying to do my last word, goddammit. I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, There's no so, rule against laughing. So in terms of where they're going with it, here, here's, here's my theory. Now, one of my favorite comments on Reddit was, you've got two bastards, one north right now. So you've got the whole situation where fucking... <laughs> Fucking Ramsey is going to march on the wall, but it's like, oh shit, John's back to life. So there's obviously going to be a bit of a confrontation there. I think that Ramsey's going to get fucking killed because they've been building him up too much. He's just, he's got to die. So you're going to have, and he doesn't know that John has the Wadley army. So there's, there's going to be that confrontation there. I think Danny's eventually going to cross the sea. So I think you're building up to this giant confrontation between Danny from the south, John from the north. 
And remember, they're not friends, right? Because, like, the Starks <laughs> overthrew... <laughs> they overthrew the Targaryens, so there's going to be a big conflict there. So I'm, that's how I think it's going to resolve, and then only one can win. Oh, oh, so, that's my last word. Thanks for, thanks for joining the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully you'll join us next week for Lobster. I'm super pumped. <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my Are you God. happy now, Jack? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't know why that was so funny. Something about Jack just really <laughs> triggered something deep in me. <laughs> I just so peed funny. myself a little bit. <laughs> it really hurts. My chest really hurts. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh. I'm sorry. I don't know why that was so funny. Why was that so funny? Why was that so funny? Just just the way you talked about it was so like, and now the nerd quarter. Exactly. (laughs) It was just, it was so lawyery and so nerdy at the same time. It was was just amazingly nerdy. You were like, and remember, Daenerys is in. (laughs) Yeah, the delivery was so good. Delivery was so good. Oh my god, I, you couldn't. If, some, if, if I wanted to make a funny Game of Thrones podcast, I couldn't have come up with that shit. so good. Oh my god. This is why you need to give me the last word every fucking time. 